Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're finishing off Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 67. So I'll read it and we'll get right into today's discussion. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies, and to enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. So as we look at this conclusion to Luke chapter 1, what strikes you as a fresh perspective? Well, I think, I mean, I think the first thing is in verse 67, right? Uh, we see Zechariah going from kind of disciplined by God, right? Uh, hey, you're going to be quiet because you didn't believe, mm. right? To being filled with the Holy Spirit. That, that that right there is a redemptive story, which sums mm. up the whole purpose of Jesus anyway, right? It's, hey, listen, I'm going to discipline you at times, but there's always hope and there's always God's going to use you mm. after, and he does. All of a sudden, Zachariah is filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And he's prophesying, and he's He's telling a recap of why God is doing what he's doing mm. and about his son. Absolutely. And it, it gives us a really good prelude to the rest of the book of Luke because it already establishes what Jesus is going to do, what God's going to do through Jesus, and how John the Baptist is going to play a key role in the early ministry, preparing the way for the Lord, preparing the way for Jesus. So I think it's really fascinating in one hand, it's a redemption story, as we see the a full circle of Zechariah, where he starts off not believing the angel, not really believing the promise of God. And now he is uh, he's relaying more of the promises of God to other people. And so uh, it's interesting to see that storyline being concluded here in this chapter. But it's also setting the groundwork and the foundation for the rest of the book of Luke. Well, you know, I mean, the whole the whole thing is fascinating because. You don't think of Jesus as needing somebody to come before him and preparing mm. the way, right? But even Jesus, right, is is submitting to how God chooses to do things, right? Mm. God's always talking about the Old Testament, preparing a way, preparing a way, preparing a way. And, and even Jesus follows that idea, right? Like, hey, there's going to be somebody who comes ahead and tells you, hey, this is coming, right? Uh, we're living in a world right now where where that's really important. People are constantly foretelling things. Mm. Being in tune with God, right, that means that we're going to be able to look at what people are saying and we're going to be able to judge. Like, this is a prophecy. It's a pretty simple thing. Either it comes true or it doesn't come true, right? Mm. So he's saying, this is who my son is. This is what my son is going to do. It, it really ought to have us thinking about what what do we say over our kids? What do we say over, you know, the people that we love? Do we foretell what it is that they're going to be about? In the uh, in the old days, name super important. You named mm. your kid according to really what you wanted as a purpose for them. Mm, absolutely, and it becomes a key part of the ministry as we talked about in 
the, the book of Luke because we see what his son, what Zechariah's son becomes, and he becomes uh, this man who has a great ministry to prepare the way for Jesus, and he, he gets people to be baptized with, with repentance, and he leads and prepares people for the coming of Jesus Christ. So it's amazing to see here how he prophesied this. He, he foreshadowed what his son was going to do, as you said, and then to think about in our modern day, are we doing that kind of stuff? Are we preparing our children, our loved ones for what God is going to do with them? Are we looking forward to what God's going to do in our own lives? Are, are we willing to play a part in a role? Because John the Baptist was willing to, when he grew up, play a certain role. He knew his role. He knew what God had called him to. Okay. And he, as we're going to see in Luke chapter 3, we're going to see that he plays that role perfectly. But we have to be willing to be submissive to God. We have to be willing to do our small part and not try to force our own will to be done. we got to submit to God's will. And as we do that, then we're going to be able to become incorporated in God's plan, just as we see here with Zechariah and then his son, John. Yeah, so again, it's it's kind of funny because John the Baptist, you know, is before Jesus sends the disciples out, right? But really, it's the same thing. Mm. Hey, listen, go out. It says go out and give people a knowledge of salvation, right? That's what we're to do. We're to proclaim the gospel, mm. Right. And, and baptize people, right? Convert people to Jesus. John the Baptist was bringing people to Jesus before people could come to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And, but doing the exact same thing. You know, we're called to be John the Baptist. But I, I love it. It's to give a light, right? Jesus mm-hmm. talked about that, right? You're, you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You bring light into the darkness. That's exactly what Zachariah says, hey, this is what my son's going to do. He's going to bring light right, into the world, shine light into the world. So, again, it's funny because John the Baptist, if we really study him, well, that's what we're supposed to be like and supposed to be doing now. Mm, absolutely. And as you, you touch on this uh, in verse 78, it says, Because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. So I think while it's foreshadowing what John's going to do and what God's going to do through him, it's also showing the plan of God and the the why behind Jesus, that God has a reason for Jesus. He's not just sending him for any old reason. He's sending him to guide us back into the path of peace, to, to shine a light in the dark world, to guide us back to repentance, to a knowledge of salvation. So uh, God is not just for, foreshadowing through Zechariah here. He's not just foreshadowing what John's going to do, but he's he's giving people an explanation of why he is going to be sending Jesus into the world and what Jesus is going to do. Yeah, and I, and I think, again, Zechariah tells us what John's going to do. And then verse 80 just like Jesus, just like Moses, and like many other people, uh, it says that John was set apart, right, and really protected and kept mm. until the day that his ministry was to be revealed, until he started his public appearances, right? So it's funny, we, we don't like that idea. We don't like mm. being set apart by God for a time. We don't like be putting, uh, you know, over here and God protecting us until he's ready to do what he wants in us. But he does that with, he did it with Jesus and mm. he did it with John the Baptist and he's done it with a whole bunch of other people. Mm. And it shows the patience of God, how he has a plan, foretells it, and then many, many years go by before that plan yeah. comes to fruition. And, and we see that definitely in the book of Luke first here with John the Baptist, and then we see that even with Jesus' ministry, because uh, we're going to see in Luke chapter 3, once again, it, it was a very long time before Jesus started his ministry, and he only had a, a very short time on this earth as part of his ministry. And so we, we see the incredible patience of God's plan, that his, his 
plan and his timing is often very different than ours, where we think as soon as God tells us something, it's going to happen immediately. Uh, instead, when we look at Scripture with a fresh perspective, we see the patience of God and the timing of God often take a lot longer than what we expect. Yeah, it's, it's about heavenward thinking, isn't mm. it? We, we need to be about God's plan, not our plan. His timing, not our timing. His purposes, not our purposes. And that's a really hard thing to do. Mm. And that's why we have to have our focus heavenward, right? Because if it's anywhere else, we're going to get those things wrong. Mm. And, and what we see here in this, uh, this section here is a man who was filled with the Holy Spirit and was thinking heavenward. He wasn't thinking about the things of earth because when you look through his whole a conversation here is, is he's talking, you see all the different things he's listing. You you wouldn't be saying that if you didn't have a heavenward thinking perspective. You wouldn't be saying that if your eyes were fixed on the world, because this was a very dark time. This was a very hard time for the, the people of Israel. And so for someone to be saying all these amazing praises of God and all these things that God has done, what he's going to do, you would have had to have that heavenward forward thinking, not thinking about all the things of the earth. And the same goes for us in the modern age, when we have earthly thinking, we don't usually think forward. We're, we're consumed with the things around us and, and the dark world around us. But when we have that heavenward thinking perspective, we're able to see what God has done in the past, what he's doing in the present, and what he will do in the future. And that gives us hope, just as we see hope in this section. Sounds good to me. Well, we hope you've been challenged by this uh, this week and that you'll join us next time as we begin Luke chapter 2.